turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Think about this too, aside from the fact that it was a really good show, very well produced, with really good actors, mm -hmm. we spent a lot of money. Mm -hmm. This is now, we're talking 1990 approximately, and we were spending almost a half a million dollars. Well, and those episodes dollars. were scored with orchestras. 40 piece orchestras. Yeah. I mean, that's and amazing. beautiful time spent and retakes called for because we wanted mm -hmm. to get it yeah. right and we wanted yeah. a really good show, and, and we made a really good show. And then we started to make Animaniacs, and we were really getting our feet under ourselves by at this point. Yeah. We knew what we were doing. Animaniacs yeah. and the spin-off Pinky and the Brain, which is one of my yeah. all-time favorite series. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then by, by the way, mm -hmm. let's stop real dear right yes. real quick because Jess Harnell is our dear, my dear, dear friend. Best best our friend best from friend. little kids. And I remember when he went to audition <laughs> for Animaniacs. So that was like it was such a cool I audition. It was so cool. We yeah. had done a major, major search for talent for this. Yeah. We knew we wanted Rob Paulson to be Yakko Warner. Mm -hmm. And and in a trick that I'll tell, and, and I, I know that Steven Spielberg has probably heard this by now, and we were not trying to be duplicitous, yeah. per se. But we knew we wanted him so much that when we submitted the auditions, we submitted them by number. Actor number one, two, three, four, five. And three of them were Rob Paulson. <laughs> ah. Because we just knew he was the guy. We knew yeah. we needed yeah. him yeah. to yeah. anchor the show. We yeah. also knew we wanted Tress, mm -hmm. and we were really struggling to find the voice of Wacko Warner. We had yeah. read every voiceover actor, and one of the last actors we saw was Jess Harnell. And we had, actually, we, I believe it was a callback because we liked his energy, and I didn't know him before, and uh -huh. I liked him so much, and he was so game for whatever you wanted to throw you him. You were intrigued by the hair. Always, always. Right? And he was just, you know, he's such a sweet he man. Yes. And he's just like, well, you want me to sound like I'm upside down in a train yes. going oh, 90 miles, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and we knew he could sing and yeah. uh, many, many benefits to it. And, and you know, you're going to spend four hours a week with these actors. And, you know, you have two actors who are equally talented. One's a lot of fun and one's a stick in the mud. Yeah. Who are you going to spend the four hours Absolutely. with? Of course. And so... Tom Ruger at that point were really like going, what are we going to do for Wacko Warner? And Tom had brought in just a book of, it was like celebrities and known entities. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, Jess, can you do any of the Beatles voices? And of course he can do all of them. All yeah. of them. And when he gets to Ringo, we're like, if we pitch that voice up or speed it, because at the time we still didn't have the yeah. technology, mm -hmm. That and he goes, you mean like this? <laughs> that could be. And it wasn't a, we didn't yeah. want him to do a spot on Ringo, which he can right, do. Right, We wanted right. a cartoonier version mm -hmm. of it. And it was just one of those lightning bolts of mm -hmm. innovation and creative, yeah. um, having a room where we're like, 
what do you got? Do you got an idea? And 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 everybody was free to do their thing, mm -hmm. and yeah. he he nailed it. Yeah. And so that was a beautiful combination of actors. Yeah. And then Frank Welker and all the oh other actors gosh, that that were amazing. there. You know, John Mariano and beautiful, wonderful, uh, versatile actors uh, doing. And what was so cool about Animaniacs was it had little segments. So it had Rita and Runt, and that was a, an interesting story. We had kind of lined up. You know, you have those moments when a actors or personalities of the time mm -hmm. are called for. And so Ricky Lee Jones was a happening mm -hmm. performer at the time, mm -hmm. a singer. And we thought we'd had her locked in as Rita, the singing cat. And uh, Frank Welker was doing kind of a Rain Man, uh, Dustin Hoffman. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But it was, he was dumber. We definitely want, yeah. we right. definitely wanted a dumber. Yeah. Who always thought Rita the cat was a dog. Oh, she's a nice dog. She's a very nice dog. Good dog. Yeah. Yeah. Cat. Um, and then we had thought we had Ricky Lee Jones because we wanted mm -hmm. a singer. Mm -hmm. And then she fell out like the week before the first session. Wow. And so on mm. a Saturday, I'm sitting at my office with a player's guide, player's directory. Do you know what that is? No. For those of you who don't know, it looks like a yearbook, but it's every actor in Hollywood. Mm. And it's a little picture of them and okay. their contact information. This is before we had IMDb. Mm. Yeah. That. And it, they're like volumes and volumes. They're like phone books. And just paging through wow. and looking for who could be good. Because we knew we wanted a celebrity, as it were, yeah. someone, a known voice for this. We needed to just pepper it a little bit. And then I saw Bernadette Peters' mm. picture, and I went, oh, she would be so perfect. And so Tom Ruger and I, the producer and I, wrote a very personal letter to Bernadette saying, we have this wonderful show. It's about blah, blah, blah. You'd be playing Rita the Cat. She'd always sing in every episode. And it was it was not a, a form offer. It was a very personal, Steven Spielberg's executive producer. We'd all, we're all huge fans of, would you like to come in? And she got the offer and was very um, touched by it. And she's a big cat fan right <clears throat> and so and there was no audition required mm -hmm. we knew yeah. her talent and I think that's part two why uh, celebrities are cast is that we know their work we've mm -hmm. seen them act we know mm -hmm. they can act we know they can sing so they get offered jobs like this and so she signed on and I just love that she did yeah. and so we have those little segments of Rita and Runt right. we'd have the the good Feathers, which were the three pigeons. And so we had Maurice LaMarche doing the Ray Liotta impression <laughs> and Chick Venera doing the um, Joe Pesci and John Mariano doing the De Niro. And it was just a wonderful, so yeah. wonderful. And, yeah. and it, it called upon, and it was nice to do those little segments, you know, and yeah. they'd have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot and Pinky and Pinky the Brain, and Brain. which yeah. was so popular that it had to have Huge. its own yeah. spinoff. Yeah. And and one of my favorite, that was is one of my favorite shows, and it still holds up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the action shows came up. We started doing the Batman yeah. series, Batman the Animated Series, and then Superman, and um, the Justice League, and all of those shows. Oh, and nice. I'll tell you, I know way more than any 60-year-old woman should know about, <laughs> you know, who Joe Chill is. Do you guys know who Joe Chill is? You're on the pulse, man. Do you know? I don't. Joe Chill is the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents oh, in Crime wow. Alley. Yeah, see, I don't think location. a lot of people know that. But see, that's Except why you're a brilliant director. Well, because see, you I have learned the, all the bad I had stories. To. I, have, I had to learn. The pre-life. I didn't when I uh, started. Yeah. But I worked with a producer, Bruce Tim, who knows yeah. all things yeah. comic. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just knows every bit. And so whenever I didn't know, I'd go, Bruce, can you explain to me? And he would mm -hmm. go, oh, sure. This is so-and-so, and we'll find out later that he becomes. And, right, and right. so I had 
this encyclopedic knowledge yeah. mm -hmm. that I could call upon. Uh, and I loved the fact that it was not all silly stuff. I like the diversity of directing right. a Batman right. and then a SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. So you're obviously offered a lot of projects. Do you have us kind of a criteria for what you'll say yes to and what you'll pass on? I, I absolutely do. And, and it begins with how many projects I'm doing at the time. Because mm -hmm. I'm, regardless of what the money is or the talent involved, I, 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 want, I will not sign on for a project if I can't give it the attention mm -hmm. that people expect right. based on my reputation. Right. They know that if I sign on, I'm gonna take care of a whole bunch of stuff for them. I yeah. really am, I'm gonna be hands-on. People who hire me, when I do say yes, they, I really do believe they sigh a sigh of relief because they know that I will take care of them, yeah. that yeah. I will not yeah. walk in unprepared, that they're gonna get the best possible cast, that they're gonna get the best possible recording. So that's my first determination yeah. is mm -hmm. how many other things am I doing mm -hmm. and when does this record and when right. do you need this done right. by? Because I'm offered everything from video games uh, to uh, pilots to series to things that are gonna go on for a long time and, and that's a criterion too is mm -hmm. is this a one shot that I can, that'll be really intense for a month and then we'll go away for a long time right. and then maybe we'll get picked up and I'll deal right. with it again or is this something that you're gonna need me every week for the next three years mm -hmm. or is it a movie, what is it? That's my first criterion. Well, well now nowadays what is more appealing to you? Something quick or something longevity? Um, I actually like the combination okay. uh, because some series do take hiatuses and so during that time when there's that downtime, it's like, okay, I could do a Fast and Furious mm -hmm. uh, uh, pilot for you. And um, so that's part of my determination as to what okay. I do. Then I ask to see the material and see if I like it. Because if I'm going to spend time with it, I have to make sure it's something that appeals to me. Sure. And I don't like everything. I don't. There's mm -hmm. some cartoons that just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why it's popular. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, it's not to say it's not a valid entertainment. It's just yeah. not my it's thing. Not and I'm not going to be able to, right. And I'm not yeah. going to be able to bring what I bring to a project to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I start working through it, I'm like, okay, what, I, I, I ask for a conference call with the people involved, mm -hmm. the executive producers, the showrunners, the writers, the animation guys. You know, I want to know, I want to well, have a conference. Because you're the conductor. That's right. And Absolutely. when I can, I like to meet with them. I don't often have time to meet mm -hmm. with them in person and do the face-to-face, -face, which I really like doing. Yeah. But I, I'll happily do a conference call just to find out whether or not we should pursue it any yeah. farther. And so I, I always give them my quotes as to, you know, and my quotes range, and I always give them the range. It goes, my casting goes from this to this. Yeah, from a my dollar to a million. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of is If like I that. like it, it's going to be upwards <laughs> of the million. Yeah. And, and I'll be able to give you a very specific at the end of the story. Yeah. You don't um, have to share your W-2s with Chuck. Chuck <laughs> likes, Chuck I do like to see him, though. <laughs> he likes to get TMZ, mm. no. Well, the, the truth of it is, how we voice directors make our money is by quantity. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. we don't make a lot of money on any one project. We, we get paid because we do a lot of work. Yeah. Because we do, yeah. And so kind of like a voiceover actor, they don't get paid a massive amount, but if they get a series yeah. and then they do commercials and a game here, yeah. then they make money and the residuals help. We voice directors don't make residuals. Yeah. When I do voice some stuff, I do get some residuals and that makes me very happy. Yes. But as a voice director or a casting director, there are no re residuals involved. Um, so I give them the range and, and, and once they know the range, they, they can say, you know, we already know we can't afford you or mm -hmm. let's take the next step. So then I start speaking with the people and I have a list of questions I ask them and based on if they even have an answer to those questions helps me start to make my decision mm -hmm. are you a SAG signatory well we will be when this 
already I'm a little antsy. Yeah. Uh, okay, because the first thing the agent's gonna say when I come to them with a casting is, who's the signatory? Right. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they hang up the phone with me, they're gonna call SAG and say, is this project registered? And if it's not, they're not gonna do the auditions mm -hmm. for me. Right, and I don't blame right, them. Right. Yeah. Why would they go through all the work that auditions entail only to find out, oh, they didn't get the signatory papers in time, and right, they can't right. go non-union. Well, they don't want to give me their ace talent for right. non-union work. This is back-end info here, people. Right. It's good, isn't it? Well, it also speaks yeah. to your side of it, which we'll talk more to, is, is what kind of production team are you working with, and what kind of headaches is it going to cause for you if That's they don't right. have their act together? That's right. It's exactly what I'm trying to feel out. Exactly, during this conference <laughs> yeah. call. So I asked them that. I was like, okay, do you have a final script? Yes, we do. It's it's polished. It's ready to go. Great. Well, it will be, mm. you know, in in about two weeks when we get it from the writer. Really? Well, that doesn't mean it's polished and ready. That means that's the first draft you're getting right. from the writer. Right. And uh, so, those kinds of questions mm -hmm. I start to ask, and and then I start to just feel out the way they talk and their passion mm -hmm. for the project mm -hmm. and their respect for actors. And are you looking for a celebrity-driven dr project? Yeah. Do you have the dough for a celebrity? Are you going to ask me to go out to agents to send me their number one ace celebrities for double scale? Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to a celebrity without being able to offer them a big chunk, chunk of change. Um, and so it's more than a double scale? Some, some are like, uh, you know, I'll say, you're not gonna, I, I'm not going to go out to that actor for less than $5,000. Okay. I'm just not even going to ask them. It's, yeah. it's, they, they make that, to, they, they're not going to leave their bed for less than yeah, $5,000. Right. Right. And so, you know, I have a pretty good bead on what the going rate yeah. is. Um, and, and then I also want to know what their production period is. Okay, so from this point that we're having this conversation, when do you want to be recording by? Okay, do you have a recording studio already set up? Mm. No, we don't really know what's available. We'd like to leave that oh, to boy. you. Fine. Mm. Wrong answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's fine, but it, it, it's kind of a wrong answer. But if they say, yeah. we want to leave that to you, Andrea, then mm. they've redeemed themselves by the end. Okay. Right. Because I know the good ones. You know the good I ones. do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some of them have friends. Oh, I got this friend who's got a studio, and you know, I can just see it's oh, got boy. egg crates on the wall oh, yes, and no, you know, no. a microphone that yeah. doesn't pick up Somebody's anything. Somebody's garage in yeah. North Hollywood. Exactly. It's not going to happen. So there's a bunch of those <laughs> questions. And then, sort of, they don't realize it, but they're being auditioned. They are. And yeah. I know that I am as well. Yeah. And I, I sometimes intimidate people with my questions mm. because the other people that are meeting with them are like, sure, sure. whatever. And, that's, and good for them. You know, they're, they're hungrier than right. I am. And that's the whole thing where I hold all the cards because yeah. I don't need any more work. I really don't. And, and I don't mean to sound snobby in no, any way. Oh my gosh, but you I've have got, earned the right to be yes, so selective. I can. And, and I always have at least five, five projects going at yeah. any one given time. So yeah. it's not like I'm looking for work. And when I have those occasional half days when I'm not in a recording mm -hmm. studio so I can prep my work during working hours instead of four o'clock in the morning, I, I kind of savor those. Yeah, and I don't have, have to fill life. them with work. Yeah, you yeah. need that. You need yeah. And so what that often does is when I tell that to people, prospective employers, that for some reason they seem to, like, that makes me more appealing. It they does. Love me more. And Everyone like, okay. wants what they don't think they can Exactly, have. exactly. It's like the boyfriend in high school. The one that <laughs> says no is the one you want to go yes, after, right? Yes, yes. Um, but, but, so, and that gives me a little bit of negotiating clout. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, here's the reality, you guys. For me to give up that free time, I'm going to have to charge you this much. Yeah. And some of them say, Okay, and some of them say we just can't afford you. I'm like, uh, please, no hard feelings. I get it. You have a budget. You have to work from within your budget. It's all good. Uh, you don't yeah. hurt my feelings by telling me you can't afford me. It's fine, but I'm not going to pull my price down because 
I I don't say these words to them, but I already see where the nightmares are. I see a formula for failure here. And I know when I can really help their project, and I'll tell them that. I'm like, you you need somebody like me on this. Right. Or, or, (laughs) why are you not using the guy who directed the video game? You're making Mm. a series based on the video game. Why aren't you? And I expect the other directors to do that, to respect me the same way. Why aren't you using Andrea? She directed the series. Now you're making the video game. Why aren't you using her? Mm -hmm. That's just one of those polite things. Just as an actor would say, wait, so-and-so's done that voice for the last five years. Why aren't they doing it? Now, if that actor says, I don't want to do it anymore, then that's fine. Audition for it. Right. If it's a negotiation issue where, you know, like The Simpsons, when they were all... We're not gonna, you know, they're, they're, we're looking for sound alikes for The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, I oh love my the gosh. feeling, don't audition for it. There's a deal to be made there, and they will make it, yeah. and you'll get known as being a scab, yeah. and someone will go in. Now, if Dan Castellaneta said, I'm, I'm done doing Homer, yeah. I'm gonna go off and do something else, by right, all means, right. go in there and After show them your best. After 25 years, I think they've earned the right to be who they're yeah. gonna be. Yeah. And I think they deserve the right to negotiate yeah. down to the last minute. And, yeah. and we all could see the handwriting on the wall. Those deals were going to be made, although right. a lot of people auditioned. Right. Now, agents will fight with me on that. They'll be like, no, I want my clients to audition. I just think it's skeevy. Yeah. I just, well, yeah. we're with you on Agreed. that. Agreed. Yeah. And so my, as I feel out all the energy and what the project will take, then the final decision is the money. Mm -hmm. Because I've given them the parameters of my fee, and then I go, okay, in order to get me through the door, I'm going to have to charge this much because this is a nightmare. Or, Mm -hmm. this is a lovely project. I like all these people. I know they have a finite budget. They're going to trust me, and they're not going to question me. They all seem to be on the same page. All the questions I asked them, they all agreed on the mm-hmm. answers. Right. They're right. not going, no, 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 we want a much older guy for that character. They're all saying the same things. Then I'll, I'll, I'll get, go for the lower end of my rates. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of making the deal. And, yeah. and, and there's things to be negotiated in my deal, like end credits. Yeah. When people go, we can't really give you end, a, a single oh, card billing. Man. I'm like, billing is such an easy thing for you to give. Yes. It's it's cheap. Yeah, it's it's yes. really cheap that it makes everybody feel good about themselves. <laughs> yeah. And why should I, after 20 years of getting single card billing, not take that? So yeah. if you're not going to give me the single card billing, I'm going to charge you way more money. Mm-hmm. So either give me the single card billing or pay me a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And they almost always go, okay, we'll yeah. give you, yeah, we'll give you yeah. the free card. <laughs> well, because it's interesting because, you know, you hear about, but I think it's interesting for people to hear the challenges that you have and being freelance. I mean, Absolutely. You're amazing and you're the most sought after director. We get that, but even still, have you to fight have for to fight for everything. And I'm my own agent. I don't, yeah, I don't have an agent. And mm-hmm. so that works in two different ways. Having been an agent, I know how to negotiate. Yes. But, for example, when I'm, say, casting, and I'm dealing with an agent, and they're giving me a hard time about their talent. No, they get this, this, this. I may get cranky with the agent. I don't get cranky with the actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what the agent's job is. That's why they get their 10%. That's how they earn their commission, right. is they get to be the jerk in between. And they right. get the best deal for their client. When I act as my own agent, when I'm negotiating, sometimes the employer thinks I'm a jerk because I'm going, hey, I made this much for the last project. Why should I work for less for this one? Absolutely. Yeah, just, if you have a good reason, you know, give me the reason why. Well, we're going to give you this much merchandising, or we're going to give you this, or we're going to give right. you a year's free subscription, right. whatever. But, it's you know, a TV things, guide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But whatever. It's like if you yeah. have something, then, then let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it works against me. Yeah. Usually it works for me because it's, it cuts right to the chase. It's like, mm-hmm. here's my fee, but you got to give me the single card. Yeah. And the other thing why I ask and can, can 
justify my single card billing is I've worked so long in the industry that my name does carry some weight. Yeah, so when absolutely. people see my name on a project, it does get them to watch. And mm -hmm. when I do every Comic Con and things that I do, they people always say to me, Andrea, when I see your name on it, I know it's going to have a quality voice cast yeah. in it. And that costs well, a single card. Well, and the fact card. that you sure. are on these panels and you have an, an autograph line, people clearly are interested in not just the voice talent they're interested in. I mean, because it's weird. Where it's would the so, voice talent be without you are the guy? It's so weird that people know who I am and what I do. Oh, a lot yeah. of that's the DVD extras and the Comic-Con right. yep. appearances right. and stuff. But when, and here's a great story for you. I, I used to be a mail-order junkie. I mean, really, like, always. I thought you were saying mail-order bride. I'm no, like, no, <laughs> mail-order junkie. I was always ordering from catalogs. Always. Oh, no. And so now it's a little bit more internet shopping because okay. I hate to shop for clothes. I just hate it. So I had bought something that I really, really liked, but the size wasn't exactly Exactly right, and so I wanted to have another one shipped to me. I was keeping the oversized mm -hmm. one because you never know. Right, and then got, want to get the small size. So I call up, and having been see this all goes around, having done mm -hmm. phone She's solicitation, mm -hmm. I always say, "Hello, my name is Andrea Romano. How are you today?" Uh, oh, the voice director. This is what the guy really? on the other no. end of the phone says. With you know some mail order, I forget it was some you know <laughs> J awesome. Crew or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I know who I am. Yeah. I just caught Superman last night. And I loved it so much. Blah, blah. Oh, and it I was love it. so. It was just you know. Cool. I, yeah. In the last few years, I've 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 had to admit that I have achieved a, a bit of fame, fame, which is remarkable and wonderful, and I I embrace it and love well, and it. Well, you're yeah. so humble about it. It's not like you're walking around. Do you know who I am? But I love that. It's very easy to celebrate the celebrity doing the voice, mm -hmm. or the you know, or the voice actors you know doing the voices and and the director. But I mean, it's like you're getting, you should get your moment. I absolutely. I mean, because it's it is a team. It's I, not. Just it is a, a team. It is a team. Entity. And and I also want people to know when they watch a project, there's the unusual projects that I do, like directing the Boondocks, which mm. you normally wouldn't think of a you know. Italian Jew from girl from Long Island <laughs> yeah. to direct a very, you know, yeah. black show mm -hmm. and dark and wonderful. And Aaron Magruder, thank you, thank you, thank you. And and projects like I went to uh, up to Marin County. They flew me for a day to direct Metallica. You know, in a, in a short, and who would have ever? I'm sitting there truly. In a million years, you never in thought a million that was years, yeah. and That's all cool. these wonderful, you know, celebrities and talents, and you know, would I ever have imagined that Mark Hamill would have his agent call me to say, "I want to be a part of the mm -hmm. Batman show," yeah. and then become friends with Mark. Well, and, and you cast and so. Kevin Conroy's Batman. I found Kevin Conroy. Yeah. I found, and you know, again, this big circle of life. I was. We were trying so hard to find. We found a couple of guys that we really liked, and we were okay. But it, mm -hmm. nobody had really just made us wild. Anthony Barneo, my roommate from Fredonia, right. the agent of Dan Wright, who right. helped get me into the industry. Got you out of San Diego. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm his roommate here in Los Angeles at the time, and I said. Anthony, do you know any stage actors? Because uh, as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. stage actors translate very well into animation. Yes. It's got slightly yeah. boosted Larger. energy. Mm -hmm. um, he said, you know what, there's this wonderful actor named Kevin Conroy, and you should probably see him. And we were already at the callback point, so he hadn't done the initial audition. And we brought him in for callbacks, and he just nailed it. I mean, it was one of those aha moments yeah. that you yeah. dream of. It, 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 and it happened Batman. pretty early in my career, yeah. which was mm -hmm. really like, wow, how yeah. did I strike lightning yeah. right there? And then, so cool. here we are, what, 25 years later, and yeah. he's still voicing Batman in so many yeah. projects. Yeah. And then, over the years, I've been asked to recast Batman because 
Warner Brothers would say, we're doing a completely different artistic style. We want different voices to go with it. And it yeah. breaks my heart every time, because my first question always is, can I use Kevin Conroy? Yeah. Can I use Mark Hamill? Yeah. Can I use Tim Daly? You know, always wanting to go back to those guys. And then they say, no. And so then I have to start. And casting start Batman over, yeah. in the first yeah. place was incredibly hard. I listened to well over 500 auditions. Yeah. I personally auditioned 120 guys um, just for Batman. Yeah. And then um, Superman and then all the Justice League characters. Yeah, and then the there's pro <laughs> I think many years ago, probably now it's 10 years ago, someone at Comic-Con told me at that point I had cast Batman 17 times. Wow. So mm. and, and so what happens now is I go back to the list of actors that I had already gone to yeah. and weren't available yeah. and, 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 and get them. Get yeah. And there's a couple coming up yeah. in brand new pieces that yeah. aren't out yet that I've been after for like yeah. five or six years and finally their availability opened That's up cool. and I could That's get really them. That's cool. really cool. Do you ever, I mean, do you, do you have a list or a pool of go-to people that you I like have go-to people and I have a wish list. Oh, you have a go-to and you have a wish yep. list. I love that. The go-to people is is great. They're my tried and true dependable. Don't say anything about the wish list because they're going to want more money now that they're <laughs> <laughs> Well, the wish list is, it exists because um, agents have contacted me and said, I just signed so-and-so mm -hmm. and they want to stay in Los Angeles because the wife is pregnant and they don't want to go do movies in Prague or they right. don't want to go to North Carolina and do a series for, you know, five months out of the year or yeah. whatever. And so they go on my wish list. Right. And so I have to find the right project for them to bring them in but I, I keep them and they're also just people that I adore right. and I just like I will not retire until I can work with John Hamm I'm just not gonna I, yeah. I just I insist and I was heartbroken when I heard him on Archer and I went damn it somebody got him before I did yeah I want it yeah. to be yeah, yeah, yeah. the first That's director so cool. to, to work with John um, Hamm well, your circle seemed to come around, see, so I see. think he's. Yeah. I think he's. I keep putting it out there often enough that I'm yeah. hoping he's going to hear oh, I about it too. I can even want to bet yeah. some money on that. Of course not, because you know it's going to happen. <laughs> too. I want to ask you because I mean, obviously, y y you have, like you said, the, your wish list. You have, you know, a talent pool of go-to men and women that you love using, um, and you have your reasons why you love using them. But but this is for the people out there because people coming all the time to say my dream is to become an animation voice actor and do cartoons and that's not to say that it's not going to happen because mm -hmm. i've seen new people come up and you become bet. that mm -hmm. so what do you feel i mean with all the background that you have is a prerequisite absolutely not negotiable uh, uh, things that you really really need to actually have the goods you have to be a good actor first. That's A, number one, good actor. Okay. And so anybody who wishes to pursue this industry must take acting classes. And you know, there's not an actor working today, any kind of actor, on camera, stage, yeah. whatever, who can't benefit from a good acting class. Absolutely. And the best yeah, actors yeah. always do get into See, classes yeah. and you know, just sharpen their instrument mm -hmm. and learn. And, uh, and, and I suggest classes of groups of people, not private coaching. Okay. Because there's so much to be learned yeah. from other people, other people mm -hmm. and their mistakes. And, and of course, acting classes also teach you terminology. So that when someone talks about subtext or pre-life or whatever, mm -hmm. you know what the heck they're talking yeah. about. And that, that basic skill is a must. Absolutely. It doesn't matter right. how many great voices you can do. If you cannot act, you might be really fun at a party, right. but you're not going to be able to make any money doing exactly. this. Exactly. And the funny thing about that, what you just said is this. Um, I, I, I talk to folks all the time, and one of my go-to questions is, have you had any coaching lately? Who with and how, you know, 
and nobody, almost nobody in the voiceover industry who's trying to break into it has taken acting classes. Shame on yeah. And it's they're taking it's voiceover wrong. classes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's such a huge difference huge. because it's such not about the voice anymore. Yep. You know, it's about the acting. Absolutely. And so, just to be clear, yeah, acting, acting first. Um, acting first. Yeah. It's just you. You must, must, must be a good actor first. Okay. And the people that work the most are the best actors. There they you really know. are. Um, then on top of that, versatility is lovely. Um, but you know, people like um, Sterling Holloway, who was the original voice of Winnie the, Winnie Pooh. the Pooh, he had one voice. One voice. But he yeah. was so yeah. good at it, and he was such a good actor yeah. that he did many different things, aside yeah. from Winnie the Pooh. Um, so if you have a, a, a voice with character, we call it, rather than doing character voices, a voice with, character, voice with character, like Ben Stein, who you might know from, right. um, Ferris Bueller, right. class, class. He does that so well. Yeah. That's all he does. So, but you find the right roles for him to play that. We had yeah. a character in Animaniacs called Pip Pump Handle, and he would show up at a party with the Animaniacs, and he would start telling these stories that had absolutely no end. Right. And the Animaniacs <laughs> would be like gnawing off their arms <laughs> yeah. to get away from him and stuff. Um, so you just find the right roles for people who have voices with character. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, oftentimes you hear from people who say, you know, they've got those girls who have those baby doll voices. Yeah. I was they just always ask sound you. like yes. And, and I'm a waitress, but they've always, you know, everybody always tells me I should get into voiceover, and I'm like. Great. Take, exactly. Uh. Take voiceover <laughs> classes first yes. and get some range within that little yes. tiny voice. Yeah. Now, conversely, um, I, because I, I do get phone calls from someone saying, Hi, my name is so and so, and I'm a waitress at the blah, 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 and I met this producer that you work with, and he gave me your number. First okay. of all, I'm going to kill him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, Strike and one. Not, but this did happen once when this little 13 year old sounding actress called me and said, hi, my name's Hinden Walsh, and um, oh. I uh, met Baba and I'm a friend of so-and-so, and, uh, and I just went, Hinden, forgive me, but how old are you? I'm, you know, 30. I'm like, I, really? You, you do have a great voice. And she said, you know, I, I, I'm a Broadway actress, and blah, 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 and, and I'm going to audition you. And so now she's a huge voiceover actress. Yeah. Right. And so every once in a while, that mm -hmm. does play out. So I'm yeah. not completely, like, I won't hang up on anybody or anything like right. that. Yeah. Again, I understand an actor's desire to right. do this thing, and I yeah. want to be sympathetic and listen to them. And if they have found a way to get to me, they've already done a lot of work. Yeah, they're kind and of so, like you. Okay. <laughs> that way, so you got to respect that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but but first, they've got to have something. They have to yeah. be a member of the union. Mm -hmm. They have to have an agent, one or the other, before I'll even listen to their demo. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and they have to have a demo. So in your question about how do people, what, what's the prerequisites? They have to be a good actor, actor. first. Mm -hmm. Then they ha versatility is very, versatility. very nice. Originality. Originality. We don't need to hear another Margaret Hamilton witch. Exactly. A thousand people Hello. do that already. Yes. We need to hear a witch that we've never ever heard mm -hmm. before. Right. Something right. that's really bizarre and wonderful and weird. Yeah. Impressions are great. Spot on impressions are great. But they're also a great place to jump off of to, to create new voices. New voices? Yeah. So you Your may version. Yes. Yeah. So you may say, This is my John Wayne and it may sound nothing like John Wayne, but it's a hilarious voice. Yeah. So what a great tool Absolutely. to use. And if you're going to do impressions, again, we don't need another John Wayne. You know, years ago the big the, 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 the kind of the first voice that came out that people were doing that was an obscure voice impression was Christopher Walken. Exactly. Now everybody, everybody does it. Everybody. And then yeah. every once in a while you'll find these really obscure, weird, where someone does an impression, you go, that's just 
great. How come nobody ever did that before? Yeah. And it takes an actor who's working celebrity-wise yeah. that has a handle that mm -hmm. an actor can yeah. grab onto. And so obscure impressions are excellent. Yeah. Singing is a wonderful skill. Yep. But you have to be able to sing in character. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can't just have a legitimate Broadway-type voice. You right. have to be able to sing in character. Um, and uh, and a really good attitude. You just got to have a really good attitude because, you know, you, you have those people that that feel like they, they, they carry the weight of the world on them when they walk in for an mm -hmm. audition. And, and that ability to let that all go and come in and play. Yeah. And if you can't play in a voiceover audition, then then Forget you're not, it's not right. It. Yeah. So that's a prerequisite yeah. too, is that desire to play. And and very often when I offer roles to actors, I say to the agent, will you ask them if they want to come play? That's actually the terminology mm -hmm. I use. Yeah. And, and sometimes that confuses agents. They're like, what? what, what? They, I think they fear that Maybe I'm not going to pay them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to pay yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, no, is I this a union play or a non-union play? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm talking about, you know, will they come and have fun. And there have been some celebrities that I have hired who they didn't get it. Mm. And I worked really hard to keep the role for them. Yeah. But I, I make the promise of them that I, I will not let their voice go out there sounding bad. Right. And if they sound bad, I'll replace them. Mm. Yeah. And so I've had maybe two or three celebrities that I've had to replace, which has been really sad. And I will not. Is Chris Rock one of them? Never. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Never. Well, now here's, and this is, there's different opinions, but, but you know, do you need, for animation, even with technology as it is, do you need to be in, in Los Angeles to do the mainstream animation? If you are just trying to start a voiceover career, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are certainly some jobs you can get in New York yeah. and in Vancouver. Right. Those are the two. Vancouver has a very large yeah. voiceover community yeah, up there. Sure. But um, the smaller markets, your chances are going to be very small. And for someone like me, I almost insist, certainly for scale actors, mm -hmm. on that initial yes. being this. Because I can get a performance from you by this. I can look at you and say, it's it's this. No, it's this. It's And so as you're working through the scene, I can actually work you through climbing that ladder and I'll be standing there doing it for you and that just loosens mm -hmm. you up and yeah. lets you do it. And I can't do yeah. that over the phone. Saves time, saves right. money, makes your life right. easier. That's right. Yeah. And I... I really desire this, I yes. like this, and that's why I do ensemble records yeah. and in person. Now, mm. once you've got three or four series under your belt and you decide you're gonna go move to somewhere else, your chances for work long distance is much better because we mm -hmm. have the technology right. for it. Right. But especially even celebrities, I don't like to work with them for the first time long distance. I yeah. like to be in the room, so if that requires me flying to New York, I'll do that. Now, there are some actors certainly that you just really, really want, and mm -hmm. they're in England or wherever, and, and yeah. you do it that way. If we can Skype it at the same time that we're recording, at least we can there's see each visual. other. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. just a delays and bizarre. Right. Skype hasn't right. perfected it yet. No, I'm yeah. waiting no. for them to perfect it's it. It's coming. It's getting it's, there. And I love them. And they've I'm got very HD glad. at least. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do like that. So mm. I, I don't want to say it's impossible. It's just that your opportunities for that work are not going to be as yeah. as many. There's yeah. not going to be that many chances for you. Well, that concludes part two with Andrea Romano, but we're not done. I don't want it to be over. We don't. It's not going to be over because we have part three coming up next week. And I'm telling you right now, oh, it's going to get freaking insanely great. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. And just remember, you, you always, always have time for a little, little buzz. buzz.
Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.